everybody and welcome back to this bonus series of the She Can, She Did podcast solely focused on the theme, we can, we will. Weather this COVID-19 storm as business owners that is. I really hope you're all well and had a lovely bank holiday weekend. If we haven't met yet, I'm Fee and I'm the founder of She Can, She Did slash the one asking the questions throughout these episodes. Before I introduce today's talented guest, whose creations, if you're anything like me, will make you drool slash spend hours stalking on Pinterest later. I am so pleased to say that this bonus We Can, We Will series is now sponsored by Tide Business Current Accounts, aka the business current account dedicated to startups, entrepreneurs and freelancers that I've personally been using and have loved ever since I made the switch to being a limited company at the end of 2018 and finally got my act into gear and sorted myself out with a proper company account. Not only have Tide set up a hub on their website www.tide.co that's solely focused on supporting small businesses during the COVID-19 outbreak that you'll also be pleased to know cuts through all of the noise and misinformation out there by the way and instead provides a latest news, advice and government support dedicated specifically to small business owners like you and me. Tide are also offering She Can She Did listeners, aka you, with up to three months free access to their upgraded account Tide Plus to support each and every one of us even more during the coming months. Now, what does that mean, Fee? I hear you ask. Well, essentially, you can set up a regular business current account in about 10 minutes on the Tide app, which is the one that I've been using for the past 18 months. But this upgrade that usually costs $9.99 a month will give all of us access to the Tide Plus features, including access to the Tide Plus member support phone line, a free 24-7 legal helpline that provides additional legal support around the clock in case you have any questions, 20 free transfers per month, prioritised in-app support that will push your queries to the front of the queue so you don't have to wait. Plus, the fanciest perk if you ask me, as I keep saying, an oh-so-exclusive matte black card that will make you stand out from the normal blue card lot. To get started, if you are interested, all you need to do is download the Tide app and enter the code PODCAST in the in-app chat to activate the offer. All the T's and C's are listed in the show notes below, of course, along with the link to their amazing hub that I have mentioned many a time throughout this bonus series so far. Please do let me know if you sign up. I would love, love, love to hear what you think. Anyway, before this bonus series wraps up later this week, I managed to squeeze in a chat with Toria Smith, who founded the UK's first grazing catering company that is Grape and Fig in 2017 with her sister Catherine, after noticing how huge the grazing craze was in Australia whilst travelling around Oz in 2013. Having gone on to cater for the likes of Facebook, Airbnb, Burberry, Condé Nast, Fenty, the list goes on, along with celebrities like Tom Hardy, Kim Cattrall, Paul McCartney, Jesse Nelson, Damian Lewis, again I could go on. Up until March, Toria and her sister Catherine relied solely on event catering for large groups and gatherings. When the coronavirus came along and put an end to all public gatherings however, as Toria goes on to say in a minute, every single job that the sisters had spent the past year planning for got cancelled and the two were forced to revisit their business model and find a new way to work with grazing food from behind closed doors. From content creation, teaching and introducing an entirely different revenue stream into the business that, as we all know, comes with an entirely different business model to learn and adjust to quickly. This is how the past eight weeks have played out for Toria behind the scenes. As always, I really hope you enjoy it. To to be perfectly honest, it has been 
for me and my sister, so I run the I run the business with my sister Catherine. For both of us, it's just been a roller coaster of emotions. I, I can honestly say I have felt kind of trepidation, genuine fear, worry, sadness, happiness, excitement. I've felt really relaxed for the first time since um, I guess this business started in a true sense. You know, I've been doing this for like three years, and it is like a treadmill basically. <laughs> you never can kind of switch off so I think kind of three weeks into lockdown I remember thinking god this is lovely yeah (laughs) not having to do too much but as a business we were kind of a grazing catering business and the beginning of March we saw a real change in our customers kind of behaviors and how they wanted our you know the events to kind of play out and they, they it was all the unknown at the time wasn't it so people didn't really it wasn't the food wasn't the problem it was the gatherings that were the problem so a lot of them didn't know should they be having these gatherings we do lots of brand and press launches where you've got kind of upwards of you know 100 people gathering so it was kind of at the beginning it was all unknown and we had kind of a couple of cancellations but you know all us guys we didn't know what was going on we didn't know what the future would look like and then basically around the middle of March I think it was within two days we lost every single contract and every single piece of work for the next kind of three months which was pretty devastating to be honest you know for me as a kind of a business owner I'd spent probably you know six months to a year creating those relationships trying to get that business we had kind of a four-month contract with um, one of Adam Sugar's businesses which was kind of guaranteed work Uh, we were seeing this year was going to be the year where all of our work kind of came to fruition and it was just going to work out wonderfully Um, and I've been working with I don't know 30 30 up 30 brands on amazing events for the summer yeah because the brands that you work with they're big brands they're like big names you're the first grazing company in the UK because there's quite a few now aren't there so yeah I mean you've got some amazing clients we have and we, we love them and working with them and, and I, I work a lot on vision boards and working on exactly what those clients need and our vi- the vision for a lot of their events especially these kind of press and, and big brand jobs and it, it literally all of that work just disappeared in two days which I, I, to be honest looking back at it I didn't actually react that badly I think it was more shock than anything you know we, we're talking kind of six figure you know six figures of, of money just swiped so I think, at the, you know, at the beginning, it was, yeah, just complete and utter shock. But I think I'm quite good at reacting well to things I can't control. Things I can control, I'm like a dog with a bone, and I do not stop. But things I can't control, I, I think I can kind of accept them. And I, I remember thinking on the evening of the second day, when I remember looking at my spreadsheets and I deleted the last job, apart from some weddings that we had kind of in, you know, August onwards, that are kind of still holding on for dear life, even now. All of our kind of where our main money comes in. I remember cancelling the last job. And yeah, I just remember thinking, right, okay, well, that's that. Tomorrow's a new day. And we're just going to have to just play it by ear and, and mm. see what happens. And I think it's really good as a, as a business. I think sometimes it's to our detriment. But in this situation, I think we look much bigger than we are online. We're actually a very, very small team and at the heart of it my, me and my sister so the fallout was bad financially but in terms of in, in employer you know employees and things it wasn't 
there was I don't have a team of 20 that I had to let down and furlough it was it's quite tight so which I think really helped Mm. so um I can completely relate to that feeling of yeah I can put myself in your shoes there and it was it's the fact that it was so out of our control that to panic don't get me wrong it was the, was such an unsettling time but when you can't control something you know it is kind of like hands up okay like you said tomorrow is a new day and we will make this work there'll be a way to get through this right there was never any doubt in your mind that that would be the end I don't know yeah no I, I, I remember thinking as I said those two days and I can't remember maybe they were like the 20th and the 21st of March or something like that I don't I, yeah I remember that that being hard and but then when I woke up the, the following day I remember thinking well, this is it, you know, this is, you know, we're, we've got kind of roofs over our head and, you know, we're, we're quite savvy business-wise as, a, as, a, as an actual business. So, you know, we're not, we've not got no cash flow problems as such. But I remember thinking, you know, we aren't in, you know, we just need to keep ourselves safe and our families safe and, and actually as a business do what we can to help others. So then it was Mother's Day, actually, I'm, my baby girl's uh, nine months so my first mother's, I remember going out and giving care packages to all the elderly who were in isolation and who had been in isolation for about two weeks. Right. So I remember thinking, right, okay, so what can we do as a business? How can we adapt? How can we think on our feet here? And it, my, my shift really from that day moved from, let's not worry about kind of bringing money in and, and, and all of that. Obviously, we can't. Um, and I made that decision seven weeks ago, you know, we are going to stop the business um, in, in terms of we, we, at the time, we're not going to take away, we're not going to do anything. Let's stop the business. Let's take a pause and think properly about what we're going to do uh, in kind of a couple of months, you know, which is like where we are now. And yeah, and it was kind of just try and help people. So, you know, we've been doing these elderly care packages and we've been creating things at home and giving them to, to local people who are working in the HS, which has, which has been awesome. And then we've just also... To, just to butt in there, in terms of logistics, though, they're the kind of things where I'm like, that all sounds amazing, but that's also work for you. So in, in, in terms of there's, that's a process. So was it like just reaching out to local care homes? Was it reaching... I'm just thinking for anyone listening in terms of practically how you put that into action. So we, for, for kind of the care packages, we literally just went out on our Instagram and said, look, guys, we, we're going to do this in our, in our kind of local area. It actually worked out to be a 12-hour day um, driving from kind of all the way to South End, all the way back to kind of Chelmsford. It was, we did a kind of a quite a big area, but we just said, look, if you know someone, any grandparents or neighbours that you can't be with and you're just a little bit worried about them, we'll send a kind of a cheese care package, which... Um, the dream. Yeah, it is the dream, isn't it? But it's just tiny, but um, it, it made us feel, me and Catherine feel busy. And, you know, Mother's Day would have been a huge, huge... Uh, hugely profitable day for us but actually just doing something and kind of creating things that we could give out to people and you know that it made their day that that made us feel useful I think hmm. um and and kind of that's what we've done basically for the last two months tried to make ourselves feel useful with, as a business and to try and make some small difference and that has been through our teaching online so before all of our work was creating these raising tables and platters and everything and selling them and doing them at weddings and all different events and now we have basically taken the business 360 and we now have spent the last two months teaching people how to make these cheese platters at home we kind of at the beginning of the year Catherine and I went on holiday and we we said I think we want to continue with the execution of the business and continue with the catering that's great but we wanted to tutor and to teach 
and to kind of teach people our kind of our secrets and our tips. That's amazing. Logistics is a business. We're we're based in London. We're based in Essex in London. Yeah, we can't do a platter for two people in Edinburgh. It, it logistically doesn't work yet. We've not franchised yet anything like that. So I think you know, obviously it's the most terrible context and the most terrible situation. But in terms of kind of timeliness, we were already on that path and what this did is it forced us to stop and think right okay we're going to give this everything and we have been doing live tutorials we've been doing videos we've got a hashtag do platter yourself or ready steady platter so people don't you know don't have to go out and buy loads of stuff they can do it from stuff in their fridge in their pantry and it's been like the biggest success like it's we, we get hundreds a week of these images of people creating these mini pieces of art um, using the method that we've created and so I think as a kind of a business to, to your question from the beginning it was pretty dire but actually now it's it's as a business it's we're, we're kind of in a very very small way doing something good almost people are at home they're bored that you know especially people who are very creative naturally and do, would normally do things that kind of express their creative side but we're giving them something to kind of do yeah yeah I'm 100% going to uh, search that hashtag later and I'm going to do one this weekend because now I'm like, this is a dream. I want to learn. (laughs) That's amazing. Has it come naturally to you, that kind of thing, in terms of getting on things like um, Instagram Lives? I know you did a takeover, was it with Never Fully Dressed the other day? Yeah. Yeah, does does that sit well with you? Because I know that sometimes, like, I always think of it like Beyonce, Sasha Fierce, you know, how she has to switch on that persona to kind of go out on stage. You know, you strike me as quite confident anyway, but I'm intrigued. It's really strange. I I don't revel in it at all, and I definitely don't look forward to it, um, and I definitely get nervous. But I kind of, I see a vision for, the, you know, I see a future for this brand and this business. And I think me and my sister being the face of the business is actually really, really important. I think people like stories. They like to see the people behind brands mm. um and I, th- I think we've I'd hope to think we do that quite well we're quite personable girls we're sisters you know we love what we do so I think doing these lives and these tutorials and being at the face of you know of it all is important so I kind of just have to I just have to do it for the business almost and kind yeah. of think right okay well not everyone's going to like it and you know I, I feel quite vulnerable sometimes um, being the face of it. And I know Catherine does as well, but but it's quite a harmless industry, isn't it? Cheese platters and boards. So, and, you know, it's it's quite, it's quite, you know, a nice, it's, you know, quite a nice business. So I, I don't, I don't revel in it and, it and I don't think it comes unbelievably naturally, but I try and work as hard as I can. I remember in my old job, um, I had to, when I became like a manager before I quit to do this full time and, I had to do loads of public speaking, which I just absolutely hated. But I just practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced and kind of it never got perfect. But I kind of, you know, became yeah. a little bit more confident. Yeah, it definitely like I remember um, I had the exact same thing, like growing up through school, uni, you would do so much. And then my old job and it wasn't till this where it's suddenly I feel like it's easier to 
do public speaking when, like you said, you're doing it for your business. It's so different. That's the it. two are so different, aren't they? It's weird. You have to you have to remove yourself from it. Not not remove yourself, but you have to kind of think, okay, that's Toria business and then Toria personal. And yeah. it's kind of, you've, you've got to separate yourself almost. Yeah, absolutely. You said that uh, loads of brands have reached out. How, how proactive are you on the flip side in terms of reaching out to them, pitching, all of that kind of thing at the moment? Or is that kind of taken a back seat? I think with a lot of the brands that have reached out to us, so a lot of brands actually have reached out to us. I never fully dressed. We, we're friends with, with those with those guys. Lucy is one of my friends who, who kind of heads it up there. So I kind of reached out to her and said, you're doing this Feel Good Friday. Have, you know, how about we kind of have a slot? But lots of brands have contacted us, kind of free people and appear here, which is, which is really lovely. It's a really lovely compliment that they see our brands working together and that we're doing something that would help their audiences or that will be kind of give a little bit of joy to their audiences but in terms of kind of our normal bread and butter so our normal work I just don't think it's a priority at the moment you know I'm sure the businesses that we work we work for are going through struggles at the moment Mm. so in terms of financial struggles furloughing so me emailing them saying when you're going to have your next grazing table probably just isn't helpful and to be honest no one really knows you know we, we could that gatherings could start next month they could not start properly until next year so we're just kind of taking every day as it comes at the moment absolutely what have you learned about yourself and your sister throughout all of this because it is I always think like it's so odd you know we're 6th of May and I don't ever want to downplay the fact that this is such a strange even though we're all getting used to it it's so surreal like we're all being yeah. tested in such a unique way right now that's never been done before you know like I think it's forcing mm. us all to kind of think differently you know what what's it kind of brought to light for you I think we can really adapt well and I think we've got a we've got a brand you know when I first started this business it was that it was that it was a catering business um, and I think we've worked really really hard to create a brand a multifaceted brand you know we've got the execution we've got catering but we've now got all of the teaching we're doing workshops we've signed with an agent we've got some really exciting future plans as you know like kind of along the lines of you would with kind of a say a celebrity chef so you can kind of put the dots together but I think we've been able to adapt really well so for the last as I said last two months we've been doing lots of this we've basically become content creators really Mm -hmm. the last two months um it's it's not made any money for us but we've kind of I think gained about 10,000 followers over the last few weeks which is, you know, and that, which is a testament, I guess, to just the fun little bits of, you know, clattering we're putting out there. And, and I think more recently, this week especially, we've been quite good at problem solving. We decided last week that we're going to start selling these cheese boxes that we've pulled together. We call it the cheese box of joy. And logistically, it's a completely different product to what, what we were selling before, kind of, ma- you know, micro transactions. And the business wasn't built for that. <laughs> So before going, you know, I'm not, not going to go into lots of detail, but it's just been a complete nightmare. This week has been the most stressful week that I can remember. We, we kind of put these on sale last Friday and we've got a hundred and something orders in one day. We've got a courier around London. You know, we, we, we were used to doing like a huge grazing table for 50 people, not a grazed box for two and then couriering it to the other side of London and doing yeah, it's a completely separate business model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine that the kind of chaos that's, that's created. Complete and utter chaos. <laughs> we've just had to learn, you know. Yeah. We've just had to, you know, we're, we're at the back end of a business. I'm, I didn't realise how. I, I think I've always been quite intimidated by kind of e-commerce and and actually having a shop online and all that back end stuff. But we never really needed to do it because our business model is, was quite bespoke. 
Whereas now we're moving really into kind of the, the, the our website not being a shop window, but actually being a shop. So creating all of that back end has been for, for Catherine and I, <laughs> yeah, a learning curve. So I'd say, but, but we just had to problem solve basically as a business. So and that's the thing I think, like you know, it's it's one of those things until you do it, you don't realise how many skills you've got or how capable you are until you actually roll your sleeves up and crack on with it, right? Like you've still, even though it's been the most crazy week, you've still got through it, you know? And I always think that that's, that's something where I don't think, it's why I started this thing, because people can look at you and say, oh, you know, her life, like, oh, she just puts these amazing grazing platters together. She's always around food at these fancy events. And I'm like, oh my God, you should see the work that goes on behind the scenes to get there. If you saw me, 11pm last night nearly crying because the zero <laughs> VA order wasn't on my spreadsheet like when I say I lost the will to live I just couldn't like, I love it honestly it's just that the the laughs and, and tears we've had over this but it's one week and I've learned I've learned the most in this week than I honestly have learned I think actually doing this whole thing running this whole business it's just been and I've done it all on my own. You know, I've had to learn what Stripe is. Okay, what is this and what's that and everything. And hopefully next week's a new week and yep. we'll hopefully have less issues. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Given that then, you know, the stress you're under at the moment, et cetera, et cetera, how hard you're both working. How are you looking after yourself throughout all of this? You've also, you know, you're a mum as well. Mm. How has that played out as well from the beginning through till now? You know, from that initial panic and trepidation stage right through yeah. to... I think I'm really lucky my husband works from home anyway and he's just unbelievable he you know he really is he's amazing um I was just about to say he helps out a lot which is completely wrong because he parents with me um and he is he's amazing I'd say for me two things firstly accepting that I never do switch off and I never will and just just accepting that you know when I'm there you know nine o'clock at night watching watching some tv and something comes into my head don't, don't try and push it away just try and accept it you know even though we're in lockdown just accepting that I'll never switch off and that's okay and also just having some structure really so I kind of wake up and I've never ever ever been into an exercise before this ever because I've never had the time Whereas now, I, I don't know what's happened to me, but I wake up every morning and I go for a run, even if that's kind of a, a walk some days. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I can't run. But just having that where I get out, have a little think about what I'm going to do that day, come back in. And then yeah, just have some structure. And it's all based around Edie, my baby, um, at the moment, which is fine. And just trying to get little nuggets of time in um, when she's asleep and work, working. When, you know, so having that structure, I think, is really good for me. And planning my days is really, really good for me. And also just sitting there sometimes and appreciating how lucky I was, how lucky I am. You know, my mum helps helps me so much with Edie when, you know, when things were, were, were normal. And just appreciating how, how, you know, how lucky I am to have those people in my life. And when things do go back to normal, that I will have kind of more help. And thinking, you know, this will not continue forever, mm. uh, this kind of constant juggling. But yeah, as I said, the structure helps helps me structuring my day. Yeah, definitely. I love the name Ed. By the way, it's one of my favourite girls. Oh, names. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In terms of uh, priorities going forward, and Toria, you know, once we're out the other side, have you thought about what you want to take from this? What are you going to drop? Are any of these things measures temporary? Is it too soon to know? You know, what what does that look like, or what do you want it to look like when we're on the other side? Um, 
Yeah, I, I think with what, what this has done really is we've been able to kind of take a step back and, you know, all the content and all the teaching aside, we were already going to do this. This has just made us kind of push it more, I guess. But yeah, I, I'm using this time as well just to look at the process of the business, our, our processes, basically just our back of house, essentially, and to make sure that when normality does hit and whatever that looks like, that we are in the best position possible to run as smoothly. You know, you know what it's like when you're running a business, you're just chasing your tail. You know, I was just chasing my tail. You know, as I said, Evie's nine months. I was on the phone to the Telegraph when she was three days old doing the interview and it just hasn't stopped. It's been relentless. So you, I'll never get this time again to look at how does my booking form on the website look like and how does that work and how does it how do I receive it and all of that so that's a priority at the moment to make sure that when things do go even if it's semi-normal back you know that we're we've used this time to make the business better and yeah all the stuff with you know my priority really is when things do go a little bit back to normal is to grow the team so that Catherine and I can focus on kind of content creation brand direction with the agent and then in terms of the execution we've got a team in place to go out and do all of these jobs and to share the grazing love and I don't think you know I, I honestly don't think if it wasn't for this pause this unnatural pause that I, I, I wouldn't have time to focus on that mm. so it's been a blessing and in, in you know in a disguise in a in, in a weird way yeah I love that and very lastly then once we are out the other side what are you going to do to reward yourself that you've kind of adapted in such an amazing way and you've also got through this all this bizarre little world I'm just gonna go on holiday right yeah. I, I was like who was I saying this to I think I was saying it to one of my friends the other day Edie is at that age where she's at the perfect age to go on holiday but she's not crawling yet she's quite lazy she just sits there but she's kind of you know she's aware enough to understand the world around her a bit more so we had planned to go to Marrakesh in March in Spain in June and I've been looking forward to those holidays since she was born basically we'd planned it perfectly and obviously we're not there are we so um so when this is over and as soon as I can I'm just going to get on a plane and take even if she's crawling and she's a bit more of a nightmare on holiday yeah just go away and just kind of reset I think I think we'll, we'll, we'll need that and and just hug my friends and family more than you know I ever have before drink wine with them just have fun and just enjoy I think all of us will enjoy the little things mm. so much more yeah after this. I've just got goosebumps on my arms I know it's so fine when you were saying that I was like I'm getting goosebumps I honestly have got complete like, everywhere just just yeah. enjoying just a hug and just uh being able just to yeah just to be with everyone you love I, I really don't think the world will look the same when this is all over and I, I think that just those little things just a hug and just being around people and yeah I just think it's going to be amazing once it's all done <laughs> love that thank you so much honestly it's such an inspiring story and I'm so glad that we finally got to chat yes yeah sorry about all of my it as it's, it's all a bit of a nightmare at the moment in terms of kind of fitting everything in because I only can do like one big thing a day at the moment with Edie kind of while she's having a morning nap so no I'm so pleased thank you yeah. so much no not <laughs> at all
Thank you so much for listening to that episode of the She Can, She Did podcast. It really, really does mean a lot. If you happen to enjoy it, it would mean so much to me if you could please rate and review the series because rumour has it, it helps to boost the podcast in the charts, which allows more female founders and aspiring business owners to find it. For now, though, I really, really hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening once again. And please do look out for tomorrow's episode.